0: Saludos and welcome to another episode of the Godfather Godfather
1: Minute. Minute. You're spelling
0: it. They call me Alex Robinson, and they call
1: me Andy
0: Robinson, and together they call us the, the Godfather, Godfather Minute Brothers. Brothers, and we're here to talk about Minute One Hundred and Fifty Nine. Alex, re- repeat after, after me. In minuto. <laughs> 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 it's funny that we're talking about this during a religious ceremony when our the opening of our show is almost like a like a repeated uh, oh, liturgy of. <laughs> It's a ritual. It's a ritual. It's a ritual. <laughs> In the nombre de padre, de madre, de godfather, brother, minute. Minuto numero, <laughs> cintende. Uh, cento. Cento.
1: Cinquanta. Cinquanta. Nove. Nove. You no way. No vey. You go your <laughs> You go my
0: way. You go no. Huh? You can huh? go your nove. Go, you no, no me. Uh that's minute 159 in English. Uh in minute 159, the baptiz- the baptism rages on. Get your baptism on, Alex. With <laughs> Michael <laughs> Francis D.C. receiving his blessings, Cheech receiving a shave, Clemenza climbing stairs, and Al Neary putting on a policeman's uniform. What? Is he a rat bonnie? Oh. Damn. <laughs> This is a little uh, fish foreshadowing, right? <laughs> it's a little fishy. You gotta, gotta admit. <laughs>
1: um, you think you think Al's auditioning for a cameo on on a Barney Miller episode because he knows, a <laughs> hey, Vigoda is
0: going to be starring in it soon. Because he knows the movie's almost over, so he has to start auditioning for other <laughs> other acting jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if he's joining the Village People, was there there was a cop in the Village People, right? Uh, Yeah. But it was like a motorcycle cop, not like not like a beat cop. No, I, uh, I don't know. Are you still yeah, to say I, that
1: anymore? Beat cop? You can. Oh, I don't know. Walking mm. the beat. I never mm. thought about what that really means because mm. they beat people. I guess. Yeah. Well, we're going to learn about that. I, like I told you earlier, Alex, I got a, a ton of information about Al
0: Neary this episode. Do you want to get into it now? No, let's let's give me what you got first. All right. Well, first of all, we see Cheech getting a professional shave. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a professional shave? And did I ask you this question already? I don't remember if you asked me the question. And
1: yes, I get a professional shave almost every day.
0: What? Get out of here. Well,
1: I've been shaving since late teens, so I consider myself a professional now. Have you ever been paid for it? Uh, no mm, that's doesn't a count. big difference Also only if you pay for something that's professional That's kind of the definition of professional Okay <laughs> Sounds like the Definition of you got scammed You got busted <laughs> <laughs> See that's, that's your Capitalist brainwashed Roots talking now You gotta pay for it If you don't pay for it it's not
0: professional Well we're right? not communists I mean come on Uh <laughs> I no, pro- I have not. Have you? I got professionally shaved once. Hmm. Once, once. Uh, it was, before, <laughs> it was uh, my wedding was coming up. And my wife persuaded me to give it a try. Just you know, have, get a professional shave, see what it's like. Because you know, ladies do all the meta the, the Medicare, the uh, <laughs> pedicures, and the, <laughs> the, they do the pedicures, the manicures, the Medicare, yeah. the Social Aid, <laughs> all that.
1: Uh, Medicaid, Medicare, <laughs> especially right before the wedding. Most lessons. important.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, shaving lessons. Yeah, that was the only. Uh, so I said, "Okay, I'll do it. I'll get professionally shaved." And, What'd you think? Uh, I the the results were good. Mm-hmm. It was not worth the uncomfortability of having someone shave you.
1: Hmm. What was uncomfortable about it? Well,
0: the I don't position? like getting. I don't like. Um, I hate making small talk. Do you want to know the real Alex Robinson? <laughs>
1: yes, who Alex? Your fans want to know. <laughs>
0: Well, I'll give you the I'll give you the inside scoop from the from the man who knows it the, the best. Uh, I do hate making Ooh, your a, mother. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I um I hate making small talk with barbers, uh. and the the shave is just even a more personal version of that because mm. with a with a haircut at least you're not looking directly you know the person's like mostly out of your eye line mm-hmm. they're like behind you or on your side or whatever but with the shave they're getting right up in there in your business yeah so um it was, it was were you were you upright or were you like cheech i was cheech, cheech is about 10 degree he's, he's almost horizontal yeah no no i was laying back a la cheech maybe not that horizontal but more so than like a haircut
1: mm, okay
0: like a dentist chair, kind of more. Yeah. That level.
1: I did I ever tell you my haircut trick? What's your you got a trick? Not, not to not well yeah, I don't get them. Mm-hmm. No, now you to,
0: have been cutting your own hair for as long as I've known you. Yeah, so. this, right? is, this is professional advice. I'm give another I'm a professional barber too, Alex, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> you're a professional dentist. you you get a lot of you wear a lot of hats. Yeah. A lot of hats. A
1: lot of hats. It, as soon as I go sit down in that chair to get a haircut, I I do a phony yawn, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I say, "Oh,
1: you tired? Long day?" And I always get it after work. I go, "Yeah, yeah oh my gosh!" And I I, mean, I say, "I'm so sorry if I fall asleep. If you need me, awake, just give me a nudge." You put your sunglasses on. Yeah, I put my earbuds in, my sunglasses on. I even put those uh, big uh, headphone earphones
0: that cover your ears. They cover your entire head. Yeah. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I wear a diving uh, suit when I go to get my <laughs> The uh, old school ones. Yeah, the, the little window,
1: <laughs> and oh, and they have the kind of like hazmat hands that go into the helmet bubble, yeah. and that's how they cut your hair. The scissors <laughs> on the inside. It's a
0: soundproof, soundproof <laughs> uh, booth. That would be a great. Uh, that should be our. Maybe that should be our merch for this week. Is hmm. a barber shop, and especially in these COVID times, a barber shop where everyone's. The barbers will put their hands through those gl- those oh. things, and then they can... And you got a bubble around you. Yeah, head. you got a bubble around you. Oh, it's great. It's perfect. Yeah, it really is. It, you can keep all your arrangements.
1: You mm-hmm. have this place to hang up your hat. It's now, great. is it bring your own bubble? You walk in, and they just insert their hands into Ugh. the... Ugh, what? no. So you want to use a bubble that's been used by 10 other dudes oh, before right. you? Chances are one of which
0: has COVID-19? You're right. I guess you have to wear a helmet that has glove, that has hand holes in it. Yeah. And you, or it's like a disposable. Actually, this is America. It's a disposable one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They're made out of styrofoam and they're, uh, they're totally replaceable.
1: But, But you have to put the scissors on the inside. That's true. Right. You have to show with your own scissors, shears in there. Well, they, I guess insert if this, their hands and then grab the scissors.
0: if this helmet is specifically designed for haircuts, I guess it could have a pocket in which you would put it would have like little like uh like a caddy inside for all mm. the things you would like clippers oh yeah, that way they could just yeah. use the the ones that are in there already
1: it's like a like a a barber's assistant pack. exactly exactly yeah. Evelyn, you might as well get the Cadillac version of this. It's got a good stereo system in the bubble.
0: Well, yeah, don't forget the whole purpose is so you don't have to make small talk with the person. So it would have to have some kind, either a sound That's system right. or white noise or something. Yeah, like, that.
1: like, I can't hear you in here. Don't try talking. And actually, you know what? It would it's have so speakers
0: on the outside that would be very, very loud uh-huh, to, to discourage outward. people from trying to talk. Because, you know, <laughs> that way they couldn't, they, if they, even if they did want to talk, they'd have to yell over it. So it's like a way of reminding them, or, or, hey, no one's interested. <laughs>
1: Or, why not have you just missed it? Why not have speakers facing outward and you have a, a remote control in your hands? Mm-hmm. And when someone, when the barber says something to you, you click a button to choose a response mm. The pre recorded so you don't have to say anything. It's like, oh, really? I'm like, wow. You know what? You just wow, missed that's it. Interesting. It's
0: sound activated. What do you mean? It's just a, it's like a, a tape with like different words of you saying huh or wow i didn't think of it that way <laughs> and then every time the person speaks it like activates it and then once they stop uh, you know it 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 like repeats when they're done and then so you don't have to be involved at all you do not have to be ad- you wow. can fall asleep
1: and the, and the cool thing is i'm going to add on to it mm-hmm. but because it's, these are high-tech times when you purchase this item you just have to read Maybe three sentences. Yeah, and then it's it's a smart system. It uses all those phonetic sounds that you that it recorded in those three seconds, three sentences, mm-hmm. and it can create any word. I can say any word in any intonation to make it so convincing that you are engaged with with the audience. <laughs> it's it's like AI. We're talking it. Well, first of all, I learning. don't
0: even think you need to do that because we're being recorded by our phones all the time, anyway. So, mm. so they would automatically, you know, that would be available. The Google barber would just take the information <laughs> it has on you and put it into the to the. Uh, so
1: you don't need. So you you basically you don't do anything, and it just goes into all of your your digital history, yeah. and, and it extracts <laughs> your voice from all these different different databases that they've been storing your information on for years.
0: Yeah. And then eventually the algorithm would be such where you wouldn't even have to talk to the barber because the helmet would say short back on side, you know, like oh, clippers, a clipper yeah. level three, you know, that yeah. kind of, a th- why not just make the helmet with a built in barber in it? Well,
1: I, I was going to say, if you, if you get it advanced enough, you
0: won't even have to get your cut. <laughs> <laughs> I pay so I pay someone to get my hair cut for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm a busy man. Well, there you go. That's our merch item for the week. Yeah, portable barbershop. Google barber. We call it cheat. We call it the cheat machine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cheat machine. Because you'd
0: would, be like the spokesman for it.
1: Alex, would you take a pill if? Would you buy and yes. take a pill if I told you that it would? And and you get to pick the. And you get to pick the. And you get to pick the pill. To, to, and it, 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 it determines. (laughs) I'm having trouble saying this. It determines how long, start over (laughs)
0: again. It determines how long your hair will get. Oh, and then it stops it. And then it stops it. It turns it into fur as opposed to hair.
1: No, it just stops it growing. So you, you choose a pill to make your head hair grow half an inch and then it's, then it stops growing. Right. And then, and then maybe
0: it starts growing again in three months when the, the extended release medication wears off uh at this point i would say no but earlier i would have said yes
1: the so, thing you, is, so you so instead you would design a high-tech machine learning google barber google barber. everything we described <laughs> the cheat machine instead uh-huh. of just taking a pill
0: well but see the problem is uh, like at this point uh, this is really getting, me to know, the real Alex Robinson. Uh, my hair is generally, I just keep it like a buzz cut, so I don't even go to mm. barbers anymore. I just do it at home. So, oh, so you're a professional barber. Well, technically my wife is a professional barber because uh, she actually does it. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, we've been married for 15 years, so we don't even need to make small talk anymore. Yeah, boy.
1: <laughs> 15 years. She's we, know,
0: <laughs> we know every bit of small talk the other one has to say, <laughs> but Cheech. Cheech. Yeah. You know, we should probably get back to the minute, right? Oh, the
1: Godfather, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> right, Alex. <laughs> As you can tell, I've had some caffeine. I'm a little inspired to gab mm-hmm. away.
0: Well, I like the fact that they they um, they segue, um, they connect the what's going on at the baptism with what's going on with our uh, assassins mm-hmm. because you see. Um, you see the baby laying back. You see mm-hmm. uh, Michael Francis, you see leaning back. And then it cuts to Cheech also leaning back like a little baby, like a little baby. Yeah. And uh, then you see them blessing the, the baby with the water. And that's when you see uh, Clemenza and Al Neri mopping sweat off their yeah. disgusting faces. Isn't that great? Yeah. So well done So I guess I guess Obviously Clemenza's out of shape That's what has him so nervous Yeah Huffing and puffing But uh, like Al Neri I guess he's nervous Because he's about to Betray The Corleone family Because it's revealed That he's a cop Is that why he's so nervous? Mm, I don't want to spoil it Alex But that is
1: not why he is so nervous Well, Why don't you tell me Why he's so and nervous I That think he, you're so smart <laughs> I don't think he's so nervous I, I get the impression It's just really hot mm. I know that's probably Less dramatic
0: well, first of all, why is Al Niri wearing his hat before he's even putting his badge and gun on? That's no wonder you're hot. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, remember last minute, Rocco was putting together his gun,
1: and you could see the whole beach scene down yeah, there. So totally. I think it is summertime. Yeah. And summer in New York is very humid. Yeah. The back of yeah, your neck I gets like all the, hot and gritty. Yeah. Oh, gosh. in the church it's probably super hot. Yeah. They're all dressed up. Well, uh, let's see. I do like the first time you see Alan Neary in this minute. You don't see that he's, you see him starting to get dressed, but you don't see that he's putting on a police uniform. Right. You see him just kind of folding the shirt, or unpacking his jacket, but it's not until it comes back later and they present that. It shows a close-up of the bed. He places a gun on a bed and then the badge, and then it go, moves up and you see that he's wearing a police uniform.
0: What? Wow. How? Look the- Traitor Has Al Niri been in the um, uh, This is a weird question Has Al Niri been in the the whole movie? Like was he around from the very beginning? in the? Um, it, well in the book he's
1: been around Well I, you know in the book I'm not sure at what point he is recruited But yeah. he's definitely recruited when Don Corleone is still alive Okay But I don't think we see him in the movie by then and
0: Definitely in uh, the Mo Green scenes he's there yeah. It just made me, it made me wonder if um, McCluskey and Al Neary crossed paths when he was a police officer.
1: Yeah. Puzo writes a whole chapter about the history of Al Neary, which I'll go into in a minute. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, they don't talk about McCluskey.
0: Right. well maybe I mean, there's I'm a lot huge. of there's a lot of crooked cops yeah. so it's not like there's only yeah. that would be a real coincidence although that could be like how he got involved. like it would be great if he was the guy who's like "But captain he's a warrior yeah. like that was actually al neary yeah <laughs> god damn it al i said stand him up yeah. you're a disgrace to that uniform you're fired yeah. <laughs> and that's how he joined oh, the, that's uh, funny. yeah
1: <laughs> uh, maybe I'm it wasn't fired, you
0: punks maybe
1: it wasn't until al uh uh, Hagen shows up and says, you us have to appear before a judge in the morning and show cause. that Al Neary says, whoa, I don't want I don't want that to happen to me. I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. He, she, I don't imme- want to show cause. Immediately ch- uh, changes sides. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I get into the book, Alex, the only other comment I have is that so Clemenza is huffing it up the stairs. Yes. Right? He's mm-hmm. got a few flights to go up. He's a big guy. He's sweating. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if he's going to get to the top of the stairs sometime this month. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I hope so. It is
1: funny that they gave the guy with probably the weakest heart. Mm-hmm. And Do you the, think that's the, why he... the lowest level
0: of fitness, the hardest job, the hardest, the most physically demanding job? Do you think that was maybe what contributed to his eventual heart attack? <gasps> oh, that was no heart attack. <laughs> hey, hey, man.
1: Oh, maybe Frankie Five Angels somehow got it arranged. switched some of the assignments. Oh. Clemenza was originally supposed to just walk into the hotel room of Totality and gun him down with a machine gun. He's hmm. like, I, 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 need to, I need to make a spot open for myself. <laughs> did Cheech?
0: Um, I'm gonna step over Clemenza. Did Cheech plan to get a shave during this, or was he like early and was like, yeah, what the heck? I got, <laughs> I got, I'm gonna get a shave. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Good question. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so yeah. uh, the so the barber shop and uh Clemenza's scene were both filmed at the St Regis Hotel which is that th- that's in New York City I think they believe where they filmed other um there were some other scenes filmed there but uh according to Mrs Mrs Clemenza ah. uh Francis Ford Coppola um made uh, Richard Castellano go up the stairs 38 times whoa different takes yeah made him climb up to go up and down the stairs 30 uh, 38 times why uh it doesn't say do you think he because he really wanted it to look real that he was tired it's it's hard to imagine he needed him to do it 38 times just to make him really look tired. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> wow like the first crazy. 36 takes he was totally like yeah
0: hey, i'm ready boss anytime yeah <laughs> So, but also keep in mind, this is Mrs. Clemenza saying it. Take it with a grain of salt. It was probably like two times. Yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe he could only, you know, I think Clemenza had to get up to the third flight because that's where he was going to surprise the the. The, uh, bo- the mob heads With yeah. his shotgun blast mm-hmm. But the first 37 takes He only made it to the first floor oh, That's so why he had to keep doing it Because he
0: could never get up to where he needed to go Oh he got so tired you would have to go back to the bottle
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: I <laughs> go back down That's like a kid's game <laughs> Or it's like that chick It's like oh I was halfway up the stairs And I got too tired so I went back down <laughs> To start over <laughs> Oh, that's great. All right. So final tell us about Al the cop Neary. Al <laughs> I feel like we need a
1: Al, 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 would you would you give us a story about your life? Some kind of intro. Yeah. Well, here we go. Puzo writes quite a bit about the um the I guess in the movie you really don't know much about Al Neary, but you know there's a, nothing about him. No, nothing. And in the book, Puzo writes quite a bit, a whole chapter about him. And it's interesting that it's not until the very end of the book. I mean, probably in the last 20 pages of the book, and there's a whole chapter about him. Here we go. Page 413, chapter 30, Puzo writes. Uh, This is when he's preparing to uh, the scene of this minute. He unpinned the badge and set it on the table to be polished. The regulation holster and gun were draped over a chair. This old routine of detail made him happy in some strange way. One of the few times he had felt happy since his wife had left him nearly two years ago.
0: Nearly two years ago. Neary,
1: Al Neary, <laughs> t- nearly, nearly t- <laughs> two. Al, co- could
0: you get a divorce? Yeah.
1: Do you think his uh, his mob nickname is Al Nearly? <laughs> Probably because he because he missed one time. Yeah, Al he Neary. almost became a <laughs> an, a good cause, he almost yeah. he almost made Marola drink. <laughs>
0: You nearly mean <laughs> nearly, yeah. <laughs> well, Al is short for almost. <laughs> <laughs> almost nearly. That's a garbage fail kid right there. Oh, that, there we go. Our we comp. are knocking out all the bonus content yeah. now, right? We, we forgot, um, garbage fail kids last week. We did, yeah. yeah. So. so, Al almost nearly, <laughs> Al almost nearly, Al
1: almost nearly, nearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Putso writes uh there's some kind of skipping around because there's there's a lot about him he was rarely tactful so this is now before he gets divorced mm. this is uh, his history he was rarely tactful if he disagreed with a group's attitude or an individual's opinion he kept his mouth shut or brutally brutally spoke his contradiction he never gave a polite agreement mm. he also had a true sicilian temper and his rages could be awesome
0: awesome yeah Awesome rages, dude. <laughs> <laughs> totally awesome, man.
1: That was a nearly awesome one. Almost. <laughs> that might fit nicely with our with the standing item we have in the bonus content about the historical figure. Mm. Remember, they travel around and meet you <laughs> <mean> Spicoli. <laughs> um and by the way, the reason I'm going into such depth about Neri is because we are gonna see him in the next two movies. So this is a good opportunity to learn about him. It's a good opportunity. portunity writes, Neary, I keep wanting to call him nearly now. (laughs) Neary, in the space of five years, became one of the most feared policemen on the New York City force. Also one of the most honest. But he had his own ways of enforcing the law. He hated punks. And when he saw a bunch of young rowdies making a disturbance on a street corner at night, disturbing passerbys... He took quick and decisive action. He employed a physical strength that was truly extraordinary, which he himself did not fully appreciate. A question. Yeah. Is this while he's still married? This is, yes, while he's still married. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And it's interesting. Reading this, I get the impression that he's maybe bigger in the book than he appears in the movie. Yeah. He didn't seem like a particularly strong guy in the movie, Mm -mm. but... Hutzel writes, uh, so there's one example he gives. What when, page are we on? Page 414. Okay. Uh, he gives an example of his brutality mm-hmm. and how he didn't like punks. Uh, he found some young punks who were menacing some, some pedestrians. He, he lined them all up and he scared them all off. But then the fourth boy, uh, told the fourth boy gave an Italian name and smiled at Neri as if to claim some sort of kinship because the others were non-Italian. Neri was unmistakably of Italian descent. Neri looked at this youth for a moment and asked superfluously, you Italian? The boy grinned confidently. Neri hit him with a stunning blow on the forehead with his flashlight. The boy dropped to his knees. (laughs) The skin and flesh of his forehead had cracked open and blood poured down harshly. You want to guess why he uh is busting his kid's chops instead of the other kids who I think were Irish? Because he hates Italians. <laughs> nope. You son of a bitch! You're a disgrace to the Italians. You give us all a bad name. Get on your feet.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's ironic considering that he would eventually become a gangster. <laughs> yeah, and that that uh, youth's name was Joey Zaza. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he was a little headstrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how
1: uh, Neary in this scene says Get on your feet It's like stand them up All the police make everyone stand up uh, Let's see um, Eventually Neary was transferred to the beat That held the United Nations building area oh. You used to live around there right? That he did
0: used to live near there
1: mainly because he had not shown his precinct sergeant the proper respect. Mm. The UN people with their diplomatic immunity parked their limousines all over the streets without regard to police regulations. Neary complained to the precinct and was told not to make waves, to just ignore it. I don't know why Neary's all hung up on this. But one night there was a whole side street that was impassable. (laughs) Because he he,
0: was all all obsessed with the street park. I I see a
1: whole uh, Netflix spinoff series. (laughs) The whole UN beat. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was after midnight, so Neary took his huge flashlight. By the way, his flashlight was his preferred weapon. Yeah, tell that to little uh, little (laughs) Joey (laughs) Zad. His name is really Joey... Zasazi, yeah. but he, that's the sound he made when Neary hit him. He's like, hey, I'm Joey Zasazi. <laughs> <laughs> it was after midnight, so Neary took his huge flashlight from the patrol car and went down the street smashing windshields on the limousines. Damn. It was not easy, even for high-ranking diplomats, to get the windshields repaired in less than a few days.
0: What's Pro- weird about this is that <laughs> it sounds like, like... There's no corruption. Like Al is like, it seems weird to me that the that a cop is going around busting limousine windows when it's much more likely that anyone with a limousine would be just be in the pocket. Like the pops, cops would be in their pocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, I'm getting the impression Neary was a different kind of cop. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. He He's had
0: like obsessed with rules. Ru- <laughs> yeah.
1: Rules and and justice. Which we're going to see shortly. Why he was drawn to the court, working for the Corleones. Mm. Uh, let's see. Protests poured into the police precinct station house, demanding protection against this vandalism. After a week of wi- after a week of windshield smashing, <laughs> wow, boy, <laughs> the truth gradually hit somebody about what was actually happening, and Albert, Albert, almost, nearly, nearly was transferred to Harlem.
0: <laughs> nearly nearly. <laughs>
1: So funny. Uh, Al Neri had the fierce protective. Oh, this is an interesting. Al Neri had the fierce protective affection for his sister, common to all Sicilians. Sister, and he always visited her at least once every couple of months to make sure she was all right. So Puto goes on to write a story. He goes over to Sunday to have sunner, Sunday dinner with his sister and her family, and his sister's son is sleeping in, wakes up and is really rude to his sister, even like curses her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the frightened eyes of the two women, that's Al Niri's wife and his sister, Al Niri gave his nephew a merciless, careful physical beating. Wow. Uh, just scared the hell out of him. Uh, it was two months after this that Al Niri got back from a late shift on the force and found his wife had left him. Damn. Yeah. Uh, her fa- And her father told Niri that Rita was afraid of him, that she was afraid to live with him because of his temper. Al was stunned with disbelief. He had never struck his wife, never threatened her in any way, had never felt anything but affection for her. He was so bewildered. That same night, uh, while working, yeah, this, is, this will be a turning point. Uh, that same night, uh, he responds to a call in Harlem, and there is a uh, a man named Wax Baines. Wax. Yeah, Wax Baines, who is, Puzo writes, a notorious pimp, dope pusher, and strong arm artist. Hmm. So I was, which of those three would rank rank the order in which you'd want to be if you had to be those three? What are
0: the choices again? A notorious pimp,
1: mm-hmm. dope pusher, and strong arm artist. Um,
0: I guess I'll go with dope pusher first. How come? Um, because... Because you want money. Look, <laughs> I, I want dope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, just because I feel like uh, the other ones, uh, the ones, uh, the pimp, is one where you have to exploit a person. Whereas mm. with the drugs, you're basically... I guess I would be an ethical drug dealer who would only sell them to adults. Yeah. Like, keep it away from the schools. <laughs> <Yeah>. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so because I would feel bad beating up ladies or strong-arming yeah. people, but I wouldn't sell I wouldn't feel bad selling uh, adults narcotics.
1: Yeah. Consenting adults.
0: Well, I w- yeah, I wouldn't sell it to anyone against their will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you sell something to someone against their will?
0: Is that possible? I mean, I guess they would just see it as you're st- you're, you're stealing from them and they're just giving you something they don't want. Yeah. So, <laughs> I guess it, I guess technically it would be a theft more so than a uh, uh, Oh, yeah. wax pains. <laughs> Wax Baines.
1: It's, it's a great name. Uh, is it W H A C K S? <laughs> Wax Bain. Uh He is an African American gentleman in Harlem. Who? Mm-hmm. Is, no, it's W mm. A X B A I N E S. Sorry, S. Baines with an S. Okay. Uh, he is a notorious man in Harlem who has been arrested several times before. I just realized, notorious pimp. That's Titalia, Dope Pusher, that's Salazzo and Barzini, and Strong Arm Artists. I guess that would be Corley, the Corleones, right? Mm, yeah. And they're all represented there. Yeah. So this Wax Baines character has been bailed out all the time. Uh, even Neary had arrested him before. Uh, so this night, this fateful night, Neary and his partner respond to this call where Wax Baines had cut up with a razor two of his uh, prostitutes. Damn. So there's this big standoff. And long story short, Al hits him with a flashlight once. But then he hits him with a second time and he ends up killing him. Mm. And there were enough witnesses, including his police partner, oh, that dear. he is indicted for manslaughter.
0: Dude, convic- obviously it was
1: a different time. Yeah, I know. I'm very surprised. But I think there were enough people, non-cop witnesses. He was indicted for manslaughter. He
0: was the the person was a criminal.
1: No, they didn't see it that way. It's wax banes, Alex. (laughs) He whacked wax whacked wax. There's our headline.
0: Wax whacked.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Al was convicted and sentenced from one to ten years in prison. And by this time, so his wife had left him, now he's in trouble with the law. By this time he was so filled with a baffled rage and hatred of all
0: society that he didn't give a damn. I'm also filled with a baffled rage. I, am I think too. This is, this is purely, this, is, this yeah. is now becoming a fantasy novel. The fact yeah, that a, totally. a cop can beat up and kill a pimp and would go would be convicted and yeah. actually go to prison for yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's, just, it's just too much. It's not believable.
1: Yeah. Puzo writes, only Al's, Al's wife's father, so he's still married to the woman, mm-hmm. a shrewd old style Italian who owned a fish market in the Bronx realized that a man like Al Neri had little chance of surviving a year in prison. One of his fellow inmates might kill him. If not, he was almost certain to kill one of them. Mm -hmm. So out of guilt that his daughter had deserted a fine husband for some womanly foolishness, Neri's father-in-law used his contacts with the Corleone family. He petitioned for their intercession. And interestingly, this father-in-law had paid protection money to one of the Corleone's and supplied the Corleone family with the finest fish available as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for the, the salmon and kippers. Is that a, if you ever need me to get someone out of jail, uh,
0: thank you so much for this container of caviar. You're spelling it! <laughs> um, that story angers 10 me. 10 uh, uh, aggravates me on so many levels. Really? Yeah. First of all the fact Talk that he was convicted and second of all they waited until he was actually in prison before they asked for Don Corleone to intervene. I oh, no, what he no, no. Like he a- was just convicted. But again, just convicted. He you know, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's, I guess it's the same thing with uh with um, Bonasera. He waited until they got a suspended mm-hmm. a sentence before yeah. he intervened. So I guess yeah. people wait. That to me seems like it's more like you should have to pay more if you wait to see what the result of the trial is rather than it's almost like a plea bargain. Like, yeah, yeah. If you go to Don Corleone before the trial starts, you should get it for cheaper than after the person is found guilty. Oh, yeah. And it's then a bigger cost. Yeah. So it's a big expense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Affidavits and anyway, and writs are a big expense. Tom. <laughs> so the Corleone family knew about Al Neary. Uh, he was something of a legend as a tough cop. He had built a reputation because he was so strong and feared. And the Corleone family was always interested in such men. The fact he was a policeman did not mean too much. Many young men started down a false path to their true destiny. <laughs> like Michael himself. <laughs> yeah. Time and fortune usually set them all right. Set them aright. So it was Pete Clemenza who uh, had a fine nose for good personnel. Brought Neary and Tom... Into this, and he and Clemenza says to them, Uh, uh maybe we have another Luca Brazzi here. Hmm,
0: not interesting. I guess he was bigger in the book. Luca Brazzi's is the gold standard of any, <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, so and that's it. He lived happily ever after with the Corleones? Oh, there's some cool st- other stuff I want to share, but go ahead. Well, I'm just curious, I'm curious as to what Al Neary's mindset was during all of this because. Up until this point, it doesn't sound like he was actually interested in criminality. If anything, yeah. he was he was an overzealous cop. Yeah, yeah. So how did he— Obsessed with rules, right? How did he then, like, give himself the permission to become basically a, a hired assassin?
1: Yeah, good question. And we're about to Puto's about to write about that bridge mm. from law to laws. laws patreon we were on page 420 yeah, yeah. Uh, i was informed that the judge had reconsidered the case his sentence was suspended what and he was released <laughs> suspended sentence can you believe it alex oh <laughs> nearly learned what had happened and he paid his debt to his father-in-law by agreeing to agreeing to get a divorce i heard when he got suspended sentence he laughed <laughs> Uh so he gets a divorce, then he goes out to the Corleones to thank them because he found out that they had got him off the hook
0: for old time's sake. So the wife divorced him. Uh Al agreed to get a divorce. So it sounds like it was so, instigated by the wife.
1: Well, so the wife's father gave him got him this favor. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, his wife did not want to be married. She, to she him left anymore. him before all this. Yeah, but I you know, I guess back then you couldn't get yeah. a divorce, maybe like it was especially in Italian Catholic society. The guy had to agree to it. Right. So he goes out to the Corleones. Makes Connie a drink. (laughs) Michael says to him, hell, I couldn't let them do that that to a fellow Sicilian. Uh, They should have given you a goddamn medal, but those damn politicians don't give a shit about anything except pressure groups. So wait, so what year is this? Uh, You know, it doesn't say, but Don Corleone is still alive. Okay. Six shots Not sure still ours. Oh listen, I would never have stepped into the picture if I hadn't checked everything out and saw what a raw deal you got. One of my people talked to your sister you and she told to my sister <laughs> And she told us how you were always worried about her and her kid. Uh, your father-in-law says you're the finest fellow in the world. that's rare. Tactfully, Michael did not mention anything about Neary's wife having left him. So they're buttering Neary up. They're they're Mm, checking him out. mm. They chatted for a while. Neary started opening up to Michael.
0: Yeah.
1: Michael was only about five years his senior, but Mm. Neary spoke to him as if he were much older, older enough to be his father.
0: Wait, Al was the old? Al was? No, Michael is five years older. And he's. Who's speaking as if they were a father?
1: Neary is speaking to Michael as if he were much older. Oh, I see. As if he were, as if Michael were his father. He's deferring to the Godfather. Yeah, that's right. So that afternoon they have lunch and uh, it was the most agreeable. Uh, afternoon that Al Neary had spent since he was a small boy, since the days before his parents had died when he was only 15. Mm, After so he th- murdered them. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely a theme here. Remember Tom Hagan? Well, he broke their windshields because they parked <laughs> on the wrong side of the driveway. Remember uh, Sonny took in Tom Hagen when his parents died? Yeah. Yeah, there's a theme going here. Yeah. Maybe that's what Wax Baines does for all of his employees. And Vito Corleone had his parents uh, yeah, murdered. That's right. Uh, Don Corleone was very amiable and delighted when he found out Al Neri's parents had originally come from a small village only a few minutes from his own.
0: That's funny that, um, well, I guess he went back. He's maintained mm-hmm. his ties. Because I was like, it's funny that he still remembers where what village was near, was Neri. But I guess he, he went back to Sicily, not infrequently for business trips. Yeah,
1: so. and I also think that, I also think family, Italian families talk Talked so much about their heritage and yeah, towns. They were yeah. probably just. They probably knew the geography and knew people who lived yeah. in all these
0: other towns. Yeah, probably every time you met a Sicilian, you'd say, "Where in Sicily are you yeah. from?" And then, "Yeah, that where are you from?" Yeah. Those yeah. uh, mustache po- Pete's are real into that. that yeah, stuff. Yeah, oh, totally.
1: Puto writes, Neri was struck by the thought that he was finally with his own true people. Mm. He understood that he was only a casual guest, but he knew he would find a permanent place and be happy in such a world. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And just to wrap this up, Alex. Uh, so I
0: would say in this case, Al Neri, to use our, our D&D analogy, mm-hmm. is um, lawful neutral because tell me more about that he just wants to follow rules that someone else tells him to do mm-hmm. he doesn't care what about the morality to the rules as long as he he will follow the rules whether the rules are given to him by well, the by the police or by his crime family that's interesting so that's really interesting maybe that would be lawful evil i don't know yeah but he was lawful good before i mean kind of i start smashing windshields but of lawbreakers
1: and yeah, that's true, see that's why I think it's a good fit for him in the Corleone family because it's at the end of the day it's still justice, yes, still justice, but it's it's efficient, real justice, not court bureaucracy, yeah,
0: that is not justice, yeah, exactly, exactly
1: uh-huh. so let's see uh so flashing forward to where Neri is dressing as a cop, mm-hmm. getting ready to finished the end of Godfather 1, he wishes that Don Corleone, the great man, was still alive to see the service that would be done this day. Oh, nice. A few more things to wrap this up, Alex. Uh Uh-huh. The Corleone family approved of what Al Neri had done, that whole killing of Wax Mm Baines, which society had condemned and punished him for. Mm. The Corleone family valued him. Society did not. Poor Al. Yeah, so, Neri was put in the Clemenza regime and tested carefully. Certain precautions had to be taken. He was, after all, once been a policeman, but he was naturally ferocious. In less than a year, he made his bones. He could never turn back. He hmm. could never turn back. how make- excited
0: he was when he when he got his assignment to go to Las Vegas and and yeah. he went to the party and all the girls were there? And he's like, <laughs> damn, oh, I yeah. didn't get
1: this as a cop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to smash any more windshields anymore. <laughs> That'd be great. No matter where he goes, whatever his assignment is, mm-hmm. he ends up smashing windshields. That's his trademark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mo Green when he's when he's complaining to Mikey, shouting, yeah. he's like, d- 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 customers couldn't get drinks at the table.
0: People couldn't see where they were driving when they were leaving the casinos. I gotta kick ass because <laughs> the other way, sure, I gotta break windshields every now and then can make, make it run right.
1: <laughs> I think I think Alan. Uh, Al's regret is that he isn't present when... Rock- oh, maybe he is present when Carlo gets garrotted in the car because he kicks out the windshield. Totally, yeah. <laughs> maybe Carlo did that to get back at Miri, who had once smashed his windshield in. Oh, yeah.
0: That's- <laughs> I bet Al... Uh, do you think Al, when he got involved in the criminal operations, opened up like a, a glass, like a windshield repair or windshield oh. replacement company?
1: <laughs> yeah. And when and when he'd smash one, he'd leave the car.
0: The, the card, <laughs> he would smash the window and then like pretend to be a cop and walk up and go, "Hey, looks like your window got smashed. Here, you should go see this guy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's playing all the roles. Yeah, <laughs> your <a> disgrace. <laughs> yeah. So let's rate this minute now that we got. Well, hold on, I'm oh. s-
1: I know this is a lot. I got a little bit more about on oh, Okay, sorry, I thought you were done. No, no, because no there's rush. A, there's um, some int- and final all insight about in Don, the Don the world. Corleone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see, Clemen- Clemenza really was happy with Neri's work. Uh, he would be better than Luca, Clemenza mm, bragged. Faster, all, stronger. Physically, the man was a marvel. His reflexes and coordination such that he could have been another Joe DiMaggio. Clemenza also knew that Neri was not a man to be controlled by someone like himself. So that's why Michael took charge of him. Uh, so Michael took charge of him with Tom Hagen as the necessary buffer. Mm -hmm. I know you like to know how these things work, Alex. Mm -hmm. A lot of buffers. He was a, quote, special, and as such commanded a high salary, but did not have his own living, a bookmaking or strong arm operation. Hmm. Uh, He had Michael's respect. And Hagen once said to Michael, well, now you've got your Luca. Hmm. Uh, While learning the business. Al uh, Neary, oh sorry, while learning the business. Can I can I just
0: stop for a second yeah, about yeah. that? I found that very interesting that he does not have his own source of income. Well, mm-hmm. oh, he has a high salary. Oh, that's right, because he's salaries he's basically like a bodyguard. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. It's not like he doesn't get just get paid by the job, he gets a salary. Yeah, which makes
1: sense. I think you'd want to pay your bodyguards that way. You want that we want them distracted oh, yeah, I would totally. mentally
0: and all these other operations yeah. going on. I would totally pay my bodyguards well. Yeah. How much would you pay them? I would. I would say. I'd say what's your asking price, and I'd pay a ten percent over their asking price. Oh, okay. I would want to give them a big incentive to to hmm. keep me alive. Yeah, and they only get paid at the end of the job. <laughs> so if I if I do when get, you live, yeah, when I live. So if you, if I, if
1: you outlive them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. If I die before they do, clearly they weren't doing their job.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So Puzo writes, this This is is what this has all been building up to, Alex. Uh Michael asks, so Don Corleone is tutoring Michael, and Michael asks him, how come you used a guy like Luca Brasi, an animal like that? And this is what the Don said. I'm going to read it. Quote, There are men in this world. Let's don't lose their souls. (laughs) There are men in this world who And pay attention, because I don't understand it. Okay. Okay. And then i And going need you to interpret it
0: for have me. You make sure your friends overestimate. <laughs> it's kind
1: of like that. <laughs> it gets there. <laughs> there are men in this world who go about demanding to be killed. Mm. You must have noticed them. They quarrel in gambling games. They jump out of their automobiles in a rage if someone so much as scratches their fender. They humiliate the bully people whose capabilities, blah, 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 etc., these are people who wander through the world shouting, kill me, kill me. You're spelling it. <laughs> and there is always somebody. <laughs> spill re- me, spill <laughs> me, spill it, spill it. Go on, spill it. <laughs> spill it out. <laughs> and, there, and there is always somebody ready to oblige them. We read about it in the newspapers every day. Such people, of course, do a great deal of harm to others also. Luca Brasi was such a man. I'm thinking now probably because he had his child kill, killed, remember? Uh He's probably so messed up from that. But he was such an extraordinary man that for a long time nobody could kill him. Most of these people are of no concern to ourselves, but a brazi is a powerful weapon to be used. The trick is that since he does not fear death and indeed looks for it, then the trick is to make yourself the only person in the world that he truly desires not to kill. Mm Mm-hmm. He has only that one fear, not of death, but that you may be the one to kill him. He is yours then. Hmm. Could you please explain that to me?: Um, which part?
0: The, the whole end, the whole like he, he wants to die. like he's a, he's a reckless there are reckless maniacs in the world. Uh-huh. If you happen to come across a reckless maniac, it's better to use them for your own purposes than to have them be running around like a maniac. Huh. He 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 says.
1: Then the trick is to make yourself the only person in the world that he truly desires not to kill.
0: Yeah, it's like a dog, like the way a dog will defend its. Ma- even if the even if you if you have like a fighting dog mm. and you're mean to it, it will still be loyal to you uh, and attack other people because it's yeah. loyal to you.
1: uh, that's it. He has only that one fear, not of death, but that you may be the one to kill him. So right. you have to convince this animal that. You have the power to kill him.
0: I guess so. Or but th- then
1: why? I don't understand. Then why wouldn't he? He wants to die, right? Aren't these people? That these well,
0: they're people not suicidal. Want- they're just, they just don't take that into, cons- I don't think they literally want to die, but I think they, they just don't, it just doesn't enter their, it doesn't enter their mind whether they're going to live or die or not. Just mm-hmm. their immediate, whatever their rage is or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that's their, they don't think it through. Or okay. Whatever. That's the impression I got. In yeah. Order.
1: Makes sense. And that was one of the most valuable lessons given by the Don before he died, and Michael had used it to make Neri his Luca Brasi. There you go. And then finally, flashing forward again to this minute, um, this is just an interesting little detail. So maybe
0: that's part of Al- maybe that's part of Al Neri's um, oh, like rule rule rage. Well, because he in when he's a cop and he gets his rule rage, (laughs) rage, he goes too far. But in the world of being a mafia enforcer, his rule rage is the perfect amount because he's doing what he's told and he's he can kill people without worrying about getting yelled at by his boss.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Without being
0: transferred to the UN. Yeah. Yeah, It's a good point. That's what. Yeah. It's a good fit. It's hard to go overboard. It's hard to go overboard when you're a mob enforcer.
1: And it's still justice.
0: No, that is not justice.
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. Puzza writes, Al had had turned in his gun when he was suspended from the force, but through some admin oversight, they had not made him give up his shield. So he still had his badge. Hmm. Clemenza supplied him with a new thirty-eight police special that could not be traced. You know, that's one of Clemenza's specialties. Neary broke it down, oiled it, checked the hammer, put it
0: together again, clicked the trigger, he loaded the cylinders and was set to go. I think it's funny that he was to the trouble of using like a real badge and, and the like the cuffs and like you see his like cuff links and stuff. Yeah. Oh, he's the real deal. But like it's his old uniform. Is anyone going to like who's going to get that close to him where that's going to become a factor that he couldn't just go to the, the drugstore and buy one of those cops and robbers kits for, his, <laughs> for a little badge, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe back in the day you couldn't just go and buy those. Maybe. Yeah. That's funny. He shows up with a like a fake mustache and like a kid's <laughs> Halloween costume, police officer, and like
0: handcuffs that are like way too small, All and you can just plastic break ones. bend through them. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's why the guy in the limo, flashing forward,
0: ends up not moving. Remember? Yeah, he waves him yeah. by, but he mm. won't move. He's like, "You're not a cop." Well, it's funny that you mentioned the rule because that's when when um, that's the first thing I thought of when you mentioned that about how he was obsessed with rules. Is oh, that did yeah. He really like. He's really writing him a ticket. <laughs> yeah, he really did. He didn't even know that was Barzini's guy. He's just like, wants the guy to move along. <laughs> you mean Totali's guy? No, what well, I just realized is that Totali is a pimp. <laughs> uh, so let's rate this minute. All right, I got mine. All right, I'm ready too. One, One two. two.
1: Yeah, there, there we go. go. Still building up.
0: Yeah, still building. Yeah. Well, that's all I got, Alex um so uh I guess we should go into the bonus content if you mm-hmm. want to join us darling listener uh you can go to godfatherminute.com slash support pay about a buck a show and you get um usually typically a half an hour of extra content mm-hmm. typically that's right so um yeah go do that and join us the next time when we say, En oh gosh, tiktos, in a normal of to